Hi, this is Jackie Rom, and welcome to my weekly podcast, The Life of a Crime Novelist. Hi, I've got something very special today, very different. Today, I'm not going to be interviewing, I'm going to be interviewed by my very good friend, actor, director, producer, based in LA, used to be one of my babies many, 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 many years ago used to be one of my acting students, so I'll pass you over to Mr. Jamie Wilson. What an introduction. <laughs> I, really think it, <laughs> I really think it should have been me introducing you. Let's do it. Let, let's start like that then. Okay, so let's start. What would I say? What should I say about Miss Rom? And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce the most inspirational lady on the globe that should be in the top 10 of inspirations, only inspired myself, but many, 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 many people across the globe, and as light fires under so much talent that she is very humble something that i wanted to do to just highlight all the wonderful things that this wonderful lady has done in her life Has oh, i love it it wasn't even planned it was from the heart it really was it. and it, it really is my truth it really is so we created a um um series Thank a you. Series. What was it called? What, tell them about your Jackie Rom. Inve- Jackie Rom investigates. That's right. So we started that about a year ago. Well, it was around about this time we thought about the idea, right? Then lockdown happened. So a year. Oh, let me yes. tell everyone. Oh, hold on, because I all I said we were chatting away, and I said I've got this little dream. I really like to make a series called Jackie Rum Investigates and just interview ordinary people with extraordinary lives. And you went, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have never, ever been worked so hard. In one month, over four weeks, we did 20 interviews. Um, we travelled through three different times time zones so I would do three sometimes three interviews in one day and we would interview in Sri Lanka uh, for example LA and UK so three different time zones yeah but I tell you what everybody else on that first lockdown had a really hard time and I don't even remember the first lockdown because we were just designing creating this studio filming editing makeup hair <laughs> and but the hardest part was you're I'm in LA and you're in England and we're trying to co-produce this and the like time zone. the time zone the to try and give direction through a little camera it's um it's challenging but we did it so hands up in the air for a high five across the globe <laughs> yeah absolutely <clears throat> But I do remember that the whole thing went past so quickly because we worked so hard over that. It was that. fun. It was fun. I think fun. it went on to about five, five weeks. So a year has elapsed. What have you been up to for the past year since we finished recording? Well, it's I've been really lucky because the uh, lockdown and uh, and the uh, the virus has uh, made me step back and and kind of. I had to deal with things slightly differently. So I've written two books. Wow. <laughs> uh, both, yeah, 
what happened was the first one, um, as most people know, I'm a drama teacher. And as soon as the first lockdown happened, all drama teachers were saying, oh, anybody got any ideas? How can we do this? And I thought, well, this is really easy. I don't have to move and I can teach online. So I wrote a book for teachers teaching online. Oh, my goodness. It's now completely sold around the world. Every Congratulations. Is sold wow. Out. Yeah. Was you expecting and that? Now, no. And my dad and I on launch day, we were laughing because we were watching PayPal because um, you buy the book through PayPal. And on the launch day, we were literally watching PayPal going, kading, kading, every few minutes. And it was the funniest thing. We were just couldn't get over it. And then it's... Then... See, you know... Sorry, go hear... on. No, 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 that's fine. To, to hear that makes my heart glow for you. It really does, because I know how much you work you put into your passion. And I'm really, really happy to hear that because I've known you right for so long, so long. It's so nice to hear the rewards that are coming your way. And for any artist and then, out there, I, I, absolutely. I would Absolutely. To be able to earn during COVID is such a, a, a you know, a true, a blessing. Yes. But um, And then I said to people, well, what else do you want? And so they told me. So then I wrote another book. <laughs> And so it's been amazing. So that's one thing I did. Um, the next thing, um, I flew out to the Caribbean on November the 9th. And four and a half months later, I'm still here. Is that because of uh, lockdown? There's no reason for me to go back. I have a, at the moment, there hasn't been. I, you know, I've had enough and I want to go <laughs> back and the UK is opening. Um, but um, I, while I'm here, I've written a musical. Uh, 17 Ooh. songs. Wow. And uh, the songwriting has been the best part. I've loved every minute. And I've literally written the songs by doing this. That's how I've written the songs because I'm not a musician. Wait. I have wait, wait, no wait, wait. idea. You're saying you're clapping your hands to the rhythm of an iambic pentameter. Exactly. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I did. And that's how I wrote the song, because I couldn't write, I'm not a musician, um, but I knew it had to be lyrical. Um, I've worked for many years in recording studios because I used to manage uh, bands and things. So I used to watch them write. So now it was my turn. And I can't tell you how simple I found it. And you know when you hear these stories like the Beatles wrote a certain tune in 20 minutes? That's exactly what happened. That's amazing. Exactly what happened to me. I just sat down and it was, you know, like a dragon breathes fire. That's exactly how the song came out. And I've got all the original um, pieces of paper because you can see how I, you know, yes, you have to go back and change some things. So pushing passion aside for a moment and writing is your main point of income. How many hours do you spend in writing and investing in your future? Well, the funny thing is, it, it, it feels like the more you do, the more comes to you. Because I then got approached uh, six weeks ago, while I was still writing the musical, I got approached by an examination board who, who writes uh, doing drama exams, and they've commissioned me to write all the text for the 
their driving. And so I've done all the monologues and I'm now working on the duologues. So I will go from one thing to another. I'm not um, like the musical took me two months and with all the songs, probably two months to write. Um, and I drop in and out of writing, writing the monologues and duologues. Um, I do a radio show every Thursday morning. Um, I'm also uh, running a charity out here called All About Smile. So I'm organising buying groceries for local people and things like that. So you just mix your day, really. Well, you've just touched on a question that I was leading into. You wear so many hats. A mother, a daughter, a drama practitioner, a writer, a publisher, a TV presenter, a documentarian. You had things on Netflix and Prime TV. You're a high-functioning creative. But what most people don't know about you is your philanthropy side. And you've just touched base on the philanthropy. So I don't mean to embarrass you, but you big charity in your heart that I think we all need. I spend a lot of time of the year on a small Caribbean island called St. Martin, uh, which is uh, Dutch and French. And uh, I live on the Dutch side. And three and a bit years ago, there was a catastrophic, terrible, terrible, devastating uh, hurricane. Uh, it happened on September the 6th, and I wasn't able to get out here till November the 9th when the flights first started. And uh, I came out on a humanitarian uh, flight, uh, met a friend of mine, uh, and we travelled around the island to do a, a kind of reconnaissance just to see what was happening. And within uh, two days, we were given uh, two containers full of food and clothes and had to distribute it, which we did. And then it started. And then we realised we had to do something officially because we couldn't cope with uh, what we were doing. So we set up something called, called All About a Smile. So you can go there, allaboutasmile.org. And we've raised tens of thousands of dollars, pounds, and we help people on the island uh, become self-sufficient. So uh, at the beginning, the role was very different. Uh, we were building toilets, bathrooms, putting roofs on, feeding, building kitchens, all different things. Uh, but we've kind of moved now to feeding people. Uh, because of COVID, people have lost their jobs. There's no tourists here. And, uh, and we want to make sure that people don't become dependent on us. So we've chosen to feed people. Um, so I have a group of volunteers. We have a, a, um, a standard grocery list and we'll buy a family up to three months groceries. So give them a head start so they don't have to worry about it. And uh, we bought some groceries a couple of weeks ago and the girl said to me, as, as we were putting stuff in her car, she said, we're going to eat well tonight. And uh, just before that, when she when I spoke to her at the beginning, she said to me, my son, who's three, needs a pair of shoes. And I went away thinking, I cannot imagine not being able to buy my child a pair of shoes, a pair of shoes. And I'm not talking about the latest he would have had flip-flops, you know, a couple of dollars. They don't have the money, and uh, we bought him two shoes. And he wouldn't take them off, went to sleep in them, because they people send me pictures. Um, 
lots of people say, you know, pat you on the back and things like that. And I say, it's not needed. I have to do it. I don't have any choice. I have to do it. And the island's given me so much pleasure. This is my way of giving back. See, that's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I truly believe that you're an angel on earth. Thank you. Um, uh, while we're talking about the philanthropy side and everything that you're doing, how difficult do you find it raising um, charity to um, fulfill this passion of helping others? Uh, St. Martin is a very unusual country. It's loved or beloved by people around the world. And even to this day, that's three and a half years later, we have people donating monthly still because they love the island. And we have people that just donate $10 or $100 every single month. And, and we have, I mean, I got, I've had two phone calls. I got one phone call from a friend of mine who said, uh, I'm, um, she's on island. She said, I'm leaving next week and I'm going to give you $1,000. Another one phoned me up and he said, I've got $500 for you for shopping. That's $1,500. You know, I can feed 10 whole families for three months. It's amazing, isn't it? It makes you really think. So I'm a facilitator, really. You know, the middle person between the people in need and the volunteers. I have no problem getting volunteers. You know, they may only do once a week. Um... And uh, we have uh, the island is normally in normal times is full of mega boats and uh, mega yachts. And the, we've done a deal with all the marinas that in between the sailings, the mega yachts will give us whatever they've got left over. And so well, I can't tell you what is given to us. Uh, when I first got here, I got a call from a mega yacht and um, they had a family on with babies. And they had bought, just for this one charter, um, uh, travel cots, uh, high chairs, uh, blankets, toys, uh, um, diapers. I'm changing everything American here as I'm thinking, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it was something like three and a half thousand pounds worth of goods. Never even, they were still in the packet. The charter never used them, their family. And I gave it all to local people. That's so that's quite often I, I'll pick something up and, and then distribute it. We do a lot of that. So it's not all about money. Um, we help, uh, there's a women's refuge, and we do a lot of work with the women's refuge. But when these women are rescued and put into the refuge, they have nothing. So um, we're at the moment collecting things so that when they leave, they have a suitcase. Uh, they might have some towels, some clothes, some pots, pans, and you know, just the basic, because they have nothing, these ladies, nothing. It's so amazing that you can empower so many people. So I applaud you. And I'm sure every listener who's listening to you feels the same too. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you for your, your philanthropy. Jackie, where do you go from here? You sound like oh. you've done everything. <clears throat> where do you go from here? There are so many people who've been asking, what's your next step? What is Jackie Rom's next step? Where do you go from here, from a woman who's done well, achieved everything? I, I can, no, I haven't achieved everything. I've, I've achieved, 
achieved a bit of everything and that's the difference so but there is some interesting things happening um a friend of mine well you know this because you i then introduced you but some a friend of mine introduced me to something called mind map and this mind mapping uh, allows you to take everything from your brain and put it on paper and see it so i took everything that i do and put it on paper and thought oh my goodness and uh, and then I I introduced it to you, and you did exactly the same as yeah. me. But what it does is clear your head and make you look at everything. And what it made me realise is that I do a little bit of everything, which means that you don't necessarily do it to its full potential. So I am in uh, chatting at the moment to um, a management company about taking some management of everything I do uh, one of the things I want to do is take some of my work to film or TV that's always been a dream since I was a child but wait pause, pause, pause 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 right there you are on TV you do have <laughs> on Netflix and Prime so you do have content on on streaming platforms so it's not as if you no, don't I agree no, but what I mean is that um, I have a series of five children's books that right. I think are absolutely perfect to turn into a children's TV series. Um, then my murder mystery, I think, would go really well with the say something like Hallmark Mysteries. Mm. Um, and then I've written a TV series, pilot for a TV series. Um, I'm actually working at the moment on a crime series, which oh I had to stop. Well, I had to stop because we started filming Jackie Rome Investigates. Um, and that is a hard-hitting crime drama set between Ireland and Israel. So I'm doing that as well. So, um, so somebody needs to take some of this off me and deal with it. And you cannot do it yourself. So if I want books to go to TV and film, then I have to have an agent that works between me and these companies. And I kind of think that's missing. So uh, that's what I'm looking for, really. I would like to have a literally literal, literary, a literary agent and then the literary agents then take it to film companies. Sounds like you already have a. You sound like you already have a plan, which leads me to my last and final question. So many of your audience is still demanding, dying, withdrawing from Jackie Rom experience. Where can they find the next on live, live Facebook stream for them to, for you to reach your audience? What's the next? Um. Uh, uh yeah, that's a really good question. I think there's two things to watch out for. Go to JackieRom.com, which is J-A-C-K-Y-R-O-M.com. So JackieRom.com keeps you updated. Uh, follow me on Facebook.com forward slash JackieRom because that everything, that's my Facebook page. I'm also on Instagram. Oh, for my sins, I'm also on TikTok. I keep doing recipes on TikTok. I love a bit of TikTok, so I'm on TikTok <laughs> as well. Oh, I say Google me, um, but the best place probably is, is Facebook. I think if anyone Googled you, there would be so much a wealth of information that they would be exhausted with the reads of everything that you've achieved. <laughs> it really is. But one last thing, if you could depart a little bit of wisdom 
to anyone out there who's thinking about going into the arts or cultivating a career for themselves, what advice would you give them? Well, I have some uh, advice for would-be authors or somebody, because I get this asked a lot, you know, I think I've got an idea for a book and, or I, and I get loads of people have got ideas for a book and I say do this, get yourself a shoebox, just a shoebox, and every time you think of an idea, it doesn't have to collate to any other ideas, write it down and put it in the shoebox. Every time you think of a character, write it down, put it in your shoebox. And so over the next, however long, by the time you're ready to write your novel, book or whatever it is, you then open your shoebox. Don't open it till you're ready and you will have a wealth of knowledge that you've collected in your shoebox. That's amazing. Thank you so much for your time, Jackie. And we wish you all the success in the year coming. And we can't wait to see what content we're going to produce. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. I loved it. Yay. <laughs>